Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Here we go, hour two, a great day for talk radio. Our panel is standing by shortly with topics worthy of discussion. And there are so many to be addressed here. We're going to try to cover as many as we can this afternoon, shoehorn everything into a three-hour juggernaut. You know, there was a story out of Quebec City last weekend where uh, a boxer in the heavyweight, light heavyweight division, Adonis Stevenson, uh, sent to the hospital uh, in an induced coma, too, because uh, the guy uh, took a pounding, and I don't know that the referee went in uh, on time, but uh, anyway, it's one of those stories that has, well, medical practitioners are sort of at the forefront of this, uh, discussing whether or not boxing should even be sanctioned any longer pretty brutal i mean but you've got mma too i mean uh these are violent sports and so uh we're going to talk to our friend dr brett belchett's on that front as well as wait times in ontario hospitals that's become an issue that surfaced again uh it's not a good thing uh let me tell you about that much we'll also find out uh from the project manager with the aviva insurance operation about insurance fraud we're talking about that in hour one uh so we'll get around to that that's projecting forward in the hours ahead here on the Oakley Show. But I wanted to get around to uh, some other business being conducted today. For the first time in a while, the uh, City Council, the newly reconfigured City Council with 25 councillors plus the mayor, so 26 now, are holding court down there at City Hall. Uh, everything has changed, seemingly, including the role of Deputy Mayor Stephen Holliday is now merely a counselor for Ward 2 at Tobacco Center, but he's joined the Oakley Show to tell us what's in store for the term ahead. Stephen, good to have you back on the program. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Always a pleasure to be on with you, John. Well, and a pleasure to have you. I'd like to introduce you as a Deputy Mayor, but that was taken away today. Uh, how do you feel about that? Oh, well, you know, the with the end of the last council term, all bets are off on the appointments. Um, I feel that there will be lots of opportunity to for me to contribute in the future going ahead. We don't know what our new positions will be, uh, so I won't pretend to guess what they are right now, but I'm sure the mayor's got uh, and council's got something exciting in store for me because uh, I love what I do and I think I can uh, offer a lot. All right. Well, you're still a part of a select group of 25. Uh, my understanding is this uh, council that was sworn in today, uh, there's also the election of a speaker and deputy speaker that's part of the offing. Did that happen? Yes, it did. Uh, we returned uh, Speaker Frances Nunziata to the podium. Mm-hmm. Many people uh, are familiar with her, and many councillors are familiar with her tight fist and her wrath, uh, keeping us in order. I mean, she's a former mayor. She can handle herself well in the chamber, and I think she has the respect of the room. I know she does, actually. And Deputy Speaker was given to Shelley Carroll, who was a Deputy Speaker in the last council term uh, and did a fine job at that. Okay, I just wanted that to sink in for a second because uh, Shelley Carroll has left a lot of people conflicted about somebody who uh, resigns, takes a severance, runs for provincial office, loses, and then she comes back. It's like the return of Lazarus. Uh, 
So, wow. <laughs> I mean, I think a couple of councillors are back that we were surprised that we thought had uh, rode off into the retirement sunset. But um, you know what? They have experience to offer. And when you have a group like this, having people that have been around for some time uh, with a bit of wisdom, whether or not you agree with them politically, uh, are an asset. And I, 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 I will say I don't always agree with the positions of Sally Carroll, but she does know the rules of the chamber, and I think she'll do a fine job as speaker or deputy speaker. Sorry, you should make her a chambermaid. Okay, uh, that all being said, let me just turn on to uh, the more serious considerations of a a reduced council. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you see that this is going to improve things? Like, uh, we'll get you know, movement going, because so much of it was tied up in the stasis of, you know, endless debate. Uh, It became eye-glazing stuff. I mean, we're still not out of the woods on the whole Scarborough subway issue. Josh Matlow Mm -hmm. continues to raise that, and I'm sure he's licking his lips with this new opportunity to go back up that hill. Uh, Will a reduced council maybe expedite a lot of things? Well, I think it will. And, you know, part part of the issue we had was there was the joke was running. There's many people that like to hear themselves talk. Uh, we would go on and on for for hours, as you uh, as you've seen. And with a smaller group, uh, that time is cut down. But maybe the wisdom in that is. Uh, having your voice heard in a smaller group is much easier than this cacophony of up to 48 people trying to weigh in on an issue. You've got a, a far more refined and sharper group, uh, and we can make a decision once in a while to move this city forward. Well, have you sensed that because the council is now uh, far less, but uh, the breakout of, let's say, left versus right uh, or urban versus inner suburbs, that kind of thing, uh, how is it comported? Well, I'm not sure that it's changed a whole lot from what it was before, and that is, you know, the ratio of who I estimate to be right and left seems to be fairly balanced on both sides. Many know me as a far right-leaning counselor, and there's some others there that are far left. Uh, And then there's a handful in the middle. So, you know, what the mayor needs to get an initiative through is only 13 votes now. So uh, they, the mayor can spend a little bit less time trying to work with people one-on-one to, to get to the magic number. But what it also means is the group we call the mushy middle uh, may become the big power brokers here because their votes could swing right or left because their politics are a little less descript. People like me, you know where I stand all the time. Other left-leaning counselors like, say, Councillor Perks, my colleague, you generally know where he's going to be on uh, heading into an issue, but there are those others where you're just not sure, and they will uh, make all the difference on a vote. Give me some names of the mushy middle. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to leave that to the newspapers. That wouldn't be very polite of me, but I yeah. think I think I think we will all see very quickly um, uh, where the the attention is given on uh, on the debates and the people that you're not really sure what their politics are. Uh, and and I think I think uh, I think people will be very familiar quickly. All right. Uh, by the way, what do you see as the pressing concerns early on in this new mandate? Well, I, I think the first order of business, and that is tomorrow. Now that the sim- the ceremonial meeting is done, is we're going to talk about office budgets and all of those things that have to do with a reduced size council, like. Uh, uh, how many uh, places there will be on the different committees and what the different committees will be called. Expect a, uh, probably a feisty debate about how much councillors are going to award themselves to govern their offices. And I've got some strong opinions on that, and some others may have some other strong opinions as well. I know we talked about it recently uh, because 
they're projecting that some of these counselors want to double up because they're saying we have double the duties now or double the number of constituents we've got to address with the uh, reduction by, you know, uh, more than or, or almost half of the council number. You see any merit in that? The doubling of office budgets, the doubling of staff, and so on and so on. You don't, do you? I mean, that's. I what think you're... I think it's crazy, yeah. and I, I, I'm, isn't that convenient? Just that we have an election passed, and there's four years till the next one, so people are awful brave right now. But you know, in in my estimation, there is more work. There's no doubt. There's a larger group of people to look after, but. You know, I don't need uh, two administrative uh, staff. I don't need, you know, two specialist staff. I perhaps need uh, an extra one or two hands in the office, but I don't think I need a double component of staff here. Um, it's not necessarily an entire doubling of the workload. Half of a councillor's duty is legislative in nature, and that isn't really changing. All right, but you can, you're going to anticipate that some of the councillors on the left, like Cressy, Perks, uh, all these people, they're going to go back up that hill and demand double the resources, aren't they? Well, naturally, because that's the philosophical approach to government by many people, is that somehow government is in the business of employing the world. And, you know, the evidence is there online. You can see the number of people that work in, in different councillors' offices. And I'm not sure why some councillors would need a dozen people working in their office. We're not cabinet ministers. We are members of city council, and our role is very clearly defined. And those that are good at their role will be known to voters and will be uh, very clear by the next election on who pulled their weight. By the way, in this particular session, uh, and it runs for years. Josh Matlow is still there. He's elected. He's going to be a thorn in the side of the mayor and uh, everybody who wants to see a Scarborough subway uh, being completed or at least shovels in the ground. Do you anticipate trouble on that front? Oh, for sure. Uh, in fact, they had our seat lottery today. So they've not only have they shuffled the, the you know, the, the, the council composition, but um, where each pe- person sits. So I know Councillor Matlow will be next to me, and I will imagine there'll be some fierce debates going on. But I think the Scarborough subway will be a microcosm of what the larger concern I have with is this council resisting the temptation to fight with other levels of government. There's no question there's a good chunk of left-leaning councillors that um, seem to get themselves into debates that are anti-provincial government or anti-Ford. And I worry about that because we need to keep our time focused on issues that are concerning to the city, not larger provincial politics. And the subway debate is one of those examples. We see in the newspapers the uh, the current Ford government is very clear on their position on subways, and I imagine that uh, funding might have to do with some of that clarity. I would guess, though, this would be easier for the mayor to uh, maybe stick handle things through and uh, bring council to heel, right? Yeah, I still think there's a good core contingent of uh, of people that uh, are are quite focused on uh, getting a, Sar- a Scarborough subway built. I myself have supported it going forward. I just think we need to get on with the business instead of hitting the reset button all the time and constantly getting into these political debates. If you ever ride out that way on the subway, you know that it's uh, it's a painful experience to go and have to transfer. Uh, to that existing above-ground LRT contraption that has reached the end of its life. And uh, if we can do something to improve the journey for people heading out to the far east end of Scarborough, we should get on with it. How do you feel uh, we're going to see these lefty pet initiatives addressed, like Sanctuary City? Toronto is a sanctuary city. Would that happen under this reconfigured uh, city council? Yeah, unfortunately, I think we will. 
my hope is is that with more workload on counselors, uh, as the old saying goes, you know, idle hands make the devil's work. If you keep people busy enough and focused on a lot of the city business to do, there might not be as much time left to debate these other issues. And, uh, you know, we see them come to the chamber from time to time. Everybody can make the claim that some debate somehow benefits the citizens of Toronto, but some of the ones I've seen cross that chamber, uh, that's a pretty tough hill to climb. And I wish the people's time, that is the time of the council, was focused on things about moving the yardstick forward in the city. Yeah, well, we all feel the same way. Stephen Holliday's with us, one-time deputy mayor. He's still a councillor. The newly reconfigured Ward 2 Etobicoke Centre. So uh, we've got other pressing concerns. The hash that is the Toronto community housing, uh, is that going to be in any way addressed in a meaningful way with this new council? Well, I know that the mayor, as part of his of his inaugural speech to council, talked a lot about housing. And that's no surprise, because I think every councillor heard various iterations of people's concerns about housing in the city. I know out in the West End where I was, a lot of people are thinking about the rising cost of housing and how their children or other people in the community will ever afford to live in the city. But the mayor was very tempered about this, and I was really pleased because he added uh, parts to his speech that talked about just general affordability in the city, and that toes into the idea that as a, as a governing body and as a group that makes decisions about how this city operates, we have to be thinking about taxpayers and allowing people to continue to live in their homes and not raising taxes high. And I see that as language to make sure that we're moderate with the services that we deliver and are cognizant about this ever-pressing uh, pressure to expand government, but to keep it focused and keep this city affordable. Yeah, You know, there's so much we can be discussing here. The pilot project along King Street, that's slated to lapse at the end of this month, but we know that. That's going forward in perpetuity, isn't it? Well, I suspect that's the politics of it, but I won't predict the council. And I think there will be others that have things to say about it. Uh, maybe one can hope that there may be some improvements along the way to the current configuration that might make life a little bit easier. Sure. Yeah, maybe a hybrid kind of a solution where or a compromise uh, where evening hours are open to cars. But listen, uh, last question. And seriously, uh, did you notice a lot of gum under the desk where Mamalita used to sit? <laughs> Boy, oh boy. I I will give my uh, tip of the hat to the city clerks who did their best to uh, tidy up that council chamber and make it look like it had always been meant for 25. And maybe that's just it. Uh, I'm really glad that we have a government of 25 councillors. And I think we'll have a chance to work together in a way that we never did before. And I'm treating it with optimism and uh, I'm excited about the term going forward. All right. Well, uh, it's good to talk on this occasion. Wish you the best, obviously, as a councillor for Ward 2. And uh, we'll see you in studio before too long as well, Stephen. Thanks for oh, your time. For sure. Thank you. Bye-bye. There you go. Stephen Holiday again. The Tobacco Center is the ward he represents. He's been installed again as the counselor for that area in Tobacco. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.